This is a Media 8 production. This is an explicit podcast. The first beer goes down easy. It's bubbly, it's sweet, tickles the back of your throat. The second beer, you're starting to enjoy it. You kick back, getting a bit more relaxed. But it's the third beer, Brent. It is. It's the third beer there where you hit that vibe, a certain mellowness comes over. It's a golden light nectar, I would describe. The pub turns into a very happy place, and you've hit that spot that's just right. And our third beer is a special guest each week that we get to interview and have a chat to not only about the beer, but also about life and other stuff that men don't talk about. I'm Brett McCallum. I'm Chris Dixon, and we'd like to talk about the third beer. G'day, champ. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, big fella. How you doing? Mate, I'm really good. Because you're looking lean. Uh-huh. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Hang on, let me open this beer. One sec. Oh, that was a bit shit today. Man, you have a crack. We work on it, don't we? It's an art form. Might be the opener. Oh, that's better. That was all right. Maybe and we'll give, our, we'll, we'll give our special guest a crack. Nice open that up. Thanks, mate. Hold it up. Oh, he oh, wins. Oh, <laughs> yes. The young entrepreneur Woo. has it in a way. Huh? So, things, buddy? All right? I'm doing, uh, just doing all right, man. I've just come back from a two-day conference up with uh, QIS, so it was uh, it's quite good. Awesome. Hey, well, today's beer yeah. is brewed and bottled in the Northern Rivers by Stone and Wood. Everyone's a big fan of this Snowden Wood. It's a Byron Bay yeah. beer. I don't drink it. Thank so you good. can have that. I'm going back to my Burling Brewing Co. Big Head beer. And that's only because it's got zero carbs and I've only got one week left of my challenge. So I'm trying to only put good shit in my body. Okay. Well, not saying that's not good shit. Your body's a temple, brother. It that's is, mate. Have yeah. a sip. I am going to get into it. Stone and Wood, I like it. It's the fruity passion fruit flavour that gets me. Oh, there you go. It sounds like an advert. No free ads, no free ads. Mate, so you ready? I am. 8.2 kilos down. 8.2. Yep, yep. And I've lost over 7.8 centimetres off my guts. You're amazing, man. Hey? You're a credit Look at to that. the system. Well done. And still one week to go. And there's a sparkle in your eye. What's the game for the rest of the week? What do you reckon? Mate, well, I've had a pretty shit food week. Yeah. And I still lost weight. And that's all down to uh, I, I did a podcast earlier with a with a mate of mine, Shannon Brenton, and he owns uh, Keto Industries, and I've been having this keto thing and doing the intermittent fasting still, mm-hmm. and it works. I had a pizza yesterday, still lost weight. I also trained my ass off this morning before I went to the gym. I love the yin yang approach. Oh mate, it's bad. Next week it's full ketos. On uh, there. You haven't been having a binge week. It's just no, one, one, no, one, just, one or two bad meals. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's a reasonable. That's okay. living really. That's just having a life. Right, and that's all it's about. Mate, who um, we got here today? Mate, I went to an event. You actually come and saw me. I spoke on stage last week. We've already spoken and we talked about doing this, so it's yeah. quite interesting. Mate, it's I sensational. Said, so last Tuesday, I think it was, I, I did an event called Fuck Up Nights. And Fuck Up Nights is where three entrepreneurs get up on stage and tell their stories about everything they're fucked up. Normally people go and say how good they are or what they've done, etc. It was really deep. Man, I got the deepest I've ever got because of you. Welcome. I haven't thanked you in public. Well, you did, I did. I, hey, you know, you get a little bit embarrassed towards I, the end. I, I felt, all the love I was showing. I felt a bit of a tear well up in the eye, mate. It's mate, true. No, it was really good. It was Touching. really good. And when I was there, I met this young bloke come up to me and said, oh, thanks. It was really good. And blah. 
And um, we had to bring him on. What? Adam Scott, welcome, buddy. Thank you, sir. Here we hey. are. It happened. Here we are. It happened so quick, too. It's even yeah. better. Welcome to the third beer, mate. Welcome yeah, to the third beer. We're the funny these. thing is, we had the same conversation. So I don't know if that was before or after we spoke with you, but oh, I really? said, mate, you're awesome. You should come on and come on and have a chat with the third beer. I'd already already given him the invitation, I suspect. So I just backed the invitation. I don't up. know. We both did it. So he's obviously meant to be here. So it's going yeah. to be a trip. so quick. Do you know what I love the fact, mate? Young entrepreneurs and young people that are out there. Actually, say they're going to do something and they do it. Actually, and that's the biggest right. thing. Yeah, the biggest thing at all. Yep. So, tell us the Adam Scarf story. Where Where are you from? Who are you? And why are you sat here with us talking while we drink beer? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, from Toowoomba originally, um, and I've only just moved down here to Brisbane in the last couple. Or oh, sorry, we're at the coast now. But we're on moved, the coast, yeah, yeah. I moved to Brisbane a couple of months ago, um, chasing the dream. So. Yeah, What's I, the dream? The dream is helping other young businesses and um, startups and small businesses sort of, yeah, develop and get through some of the growth pains that everyone experiences. How old are you, buddy? 23. How does a 23-year-old think like that? It's like an awesome, isn't it? It is. It's nice, isn't it? He's kind of open up. He wants to give. He's, he's not bad on the eye either. He's too easy. Are we the attractive guests on this show? <laughs> I don't know. Too attractive they, hosts. They always seem to be more attractive than us. But <laughs> You're going to start recording it throw it on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we're going we're gonna to Facebook Live these soon Yeah, um, nice. when the technology gets finished. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll stick it up on YouTube. So we'll have to get you back for that just so people can see how attractive you are. Yeah. So you're from the Garden City. Exactly. Toowoomba. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So spent most of my um most of my life up, life up until it's sort of like I said a couple of months ago there. So from from an entrepreneurial background or so were your parents entrepreneurs or Absolutely. where'd that come from? Yeah, so they ran a small business um in Toowoomba, just doing accounting software and bookkeeping and that sort of thing for uh just over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where the sort of the interest got derived from. Um, I believe and then just like a lot of my family, um, like mum's side of the family, are sort of into small businesses and trying to have a crack as well. So yeah. it intrigued me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And so have you started a business yourself or? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I went into, when I was um, 16, I got offered a, an apprenticeship uh, as a carpenter mm-hmm. and school wasn't really my thing. And I was oh, like, well, well, I got nothing else going for me really was the thought that I was having at that time. Yep. So I said yes. And, um, yeah, four and a half years later, finished that apprenticeship and pretty well, as soon as I finished myself and my, um, one of my best mates, Chase, we started, a started our own building company. Awesome. When How old were you then? 19. Oh, did yeah. people take you serious? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> we actually fired we fired our accountant because he told us we had a bad business plan. Oh, really? <laughs> so instead of listening to him, we just got I was just saying, did you have a bad business plan? We did have a bad <laughs> business plan. But I'm 19 and I know yeah, everything. 100%. Man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's a fuck up night three years from now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm now sitting here as a billionaire and I fucking sacked my accountant. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in hearing your story and, and you're passionate about what you want to do and help and achieve. But I actually, we had a conversation the other night and it's a bit of a journey that to reach that point for you to make those decisions. Do you want to uh, share a bit of that journey with us? And, yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. So, um, as I was sort of touched on school was never really my strong point. Um, and that I sort of bought into that, that idea that, um, yeah, that, if you didn't get good grades, then you weren't going to amount to anything. And that it wasn't, that was the point of pinnacle of success was, um, yeah, it was to get A's and B's all throughout, 
all throughout your that's skills what, and career. That's what's yeah. driven into I am also a tradesman because of the same kind of idea. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm also a fuck up because of the same mm. idea. Yeah. <laughs> we go all right. Yeah. So that that's where this the sort of split test came for me because originally I had such a um a, a massive interest in psychology, um and got to grade ten and I was like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do basically. Um, so got offered this, got offered this apprenticeship and I was sort of talking to my parents and talking to a few people at school and they're like, well, school's not for you. So you might as well go and do that. Um, and that was, that was, I suppose, just the part of me, the start of me removing the belief in myself, um, was I didn't chase the thing that I really wanted to do. I went and sort of bought into what I was told that I could do. Um, yeah. And went went down that path and like I said, four and a half years later came out of my time. But what happened inside that journey was, um, I being like a, a, a young guy in the construction industry, it's has a name to be reasonably full on. Um, and I sort of copped the, the, yeah, copped a bit of crap. definitely yeah. the full, yeah, the full brunt of that. Was that bullying? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get that at school as well? Definitely. Yeah, okay. definitely. Through school, it was, I didn't really fit in anywhere. So I was trying to like hang out with the the cool kids, so yeah. to speak, and like the footy boys. And it just felt weird because I like, that wasn't me. It wasn't, I was not good at football at all. Not good yeah. at any sport. So I didn't fit into that group and I wasn't smart. So I didn't fit into like the, the other end of the, that scale, if you want to call it that, um, which was, yeah, which was the smart people. So I was just sort of floating around just trying to have a crack. Imagine how many kids actually sit in that spectrum. Yeah. Like and, I, and, I sit in that spectrum. He's, yep. he's telling my story, you know. Even <laughs> yeah. though I was a footballer and hang out with the football yeah. crew, didn't really feel like I was a part of it. You know what I mean? But yeah, there must be so expensive. many kids, and that's that's what this whole idea of this podcast and that is is to to get into people's heads that that's okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. in hundred percent, it's okay. And I don't think that anyone you didn't should, think it was back then, though. Not at all. It was, mm. and that's part of what I'm doing now is I'm going around trying to spread the message that I wish someone had have had have told me. So that's the other side of not the business side. The other yeah. side of this is working with schools, um, because yeah, I just did like I didn't I didn't know that it was okay to be shit at school. Basically, yeah, I didn't know that that wasn't how the rest of my life was going to look. Um, and listening to teachers and, and then like you sort of brought up before getting bullied at school and, and those sorts of things, it's, yeah, well, it led me down a reasonably, reasonably dark track. Um, how dark did it get? Pretty, <laughs> pretty dark. Pretty dark. Maybe you don't want to talk about anything on here. You're oh, the wrong. We say, oh, don't, yeah, but no, the well, thing is we talk about everything. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yes. <laughs> Mate, the dog bit me big time and, uh, the, the black dog and, and that sort of stuff. And we, we talk about this stuff all the time, but yeah. if you're not comfortable with any of that, oh, that's not fine. at all. I, 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 well, I don't love sharing my story, but I love the thought that that could potentially help someone. So 100%. And as I said to Chris at fuck up night, um, was sort of the, when I felt as though I reached rock bottom the first time, I remember driving to work. I must've been, um, 17, probably just got my peas. And I remember looking at this big gum tree that I passed every day and I was like, it would be fucking easier if I ran into that than going to work and putting up with the shit that I got to deal with. And that was, yeah. For like, a 17 year old kid. Happens, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't follow through on that thought. I'm glad you didn't either, yeah. mate. No, yeah. I really am. And there's a lot of kids out there that they don't get that chance. Like, well, yeah. I'm watching that 13 Reasons Why series two at the moment. Hey? 
fuck, that's deep. Like that's 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 all about this type of stuff, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's really interesting. My kids wanted to watch it, and we said, "No, we're going to watch it first. I'm not going to let them watch it, no. yeah, because of the uh, the yeah, I just not, wouldn't do it." But it's it's really interesting, and I think it tells a real story about what's happening in our schools and what happens everywhere, and and things like like bullying and that that's causing this sort of shit. And the thing is, there is no doubt there's systems in place in school, like um, that you can go and talk to someone and you can have a conversation about it. That's not the issue. The issue is that I never felt as though that was um, acceptable. Like being a being a teenager, like. Before, before that point, I didn't feel as though I could go and talk to anyone about it because the the strong thing is to bottle in all of that shit, because um, that's the that's the alpha strong way to deal with it, and it's just not true. It doesn't work like that. It just gets worse and worse and worse. So, so one, so one day you're driving along, you're going to work. You, you've got this gum tree that you've driven past many times. You've had this thought, geez, it'd just be easy to drive into this tree. And then, and then what happened? How did you, how did you move through that? How did you, how did you get through it? So this thing that I've sort of always had deeply grained in me is growth. And I didn't like, I didn't know how to conceptualize that or I didn't know how to even articulate that that was something that it was in me. And it was that. So I looked at the tree and I was like, well, if I do that, I know the outcome, but I don't know. I don't know what could potentially come. If I keep driving past that tree and I go and deal with this shit for another however long I had to deal with it. Um, yeah, so it was that it was that want or that like inner knowing sort of thing that there was something out there, there was something better than the situation I was in, I think was what pulled me through it. I was kind of like hope deep yeah. down inside this intuitive sense that yep. you're going to be okay, although this is a dark patch. I just got to ride this through and yep. there's, a, there's, a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Definitely. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Were you brought up as a religious person? Um, not overly. No? No, not overly. Like mum, mum's sort of religious and, and dad, dad, like he just, just yeah, he does I'm surprised thing, you've, yeah. you've, you've brought it up today, bro. I mean, that's like eight minutes into this quarter. <laughs> no, Usually, the reason, the reason know, I ask because <laughs> you talk about hope and that sort of stuff. And I know with the stuff that you've been teaching me and that is, is that, uh, and it's just interesting for a young bloke to see whether. That that's ingrained early, and where that where that's come from. We we interviewed um, a, a guy a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he one of the first things he said, or is that I I found my Christianity, he called it, um, when I was at school, and, yeah, yeah. and he said, and that, and that was his sort of one of his purposes, if Kieran, you like, yeah, Kieran, Kieran yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was one of his purposes, and it was just interesting to find out whether. Because for a seventeen-year-old kid that could potentially want to run into a tree to actually think, fuck, there's something in me that. I yep. shouldn't do that because there's a better thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not a a, a religious person. Yeah. So we keep having this conversation. <laughs> we have yeah. this conversation every week. <laughs> but no. But the thing is, it's uh, but there is something like hope is a is a really good word for it. A hundred percent. And I don't I don't necessarily think that it matters what you believe in, but there's something there. That's th- what what that belief is for me is that's what drives me forward now. And that, like you mentioned purpose before, it's having that, having that belief that there is like, there's some reason to us being on this journey, which is life. There has to be some reason and it's manifesting that every single day. But where that, where that came from, um, I think it was probably pieces like a little bit of, a little bit of that side to my mama's, my mother's, um, uh, religious aspect and then my dad's like growth and more scientific aspect and analytical. Um, yeah, I think that that's probably where it was derived from. Did you ever talk to them about this? 
previously? Uh, no, not not at, at the time. Not at that stage. No, because it was that it was that same thought that it's not the thing you do. Don't have conversations, especially yeah, not man to man. You don't have conversations with your dad. You've spoken about about this with them since. Definitely. So if they listen to this podcast, they'll uh, yeah, yeah. they would have heard this. Yeah, okay. definitely. What was that like when you finally decided to open up to mum and dad? It was. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite understand the impact that it could potentially have on them. And it was like, I'm in a, I'm in a great place now, um, mentally. I can see that. He's yeah. buzzing, isn't he? Hey? That's awesome. He's got a twinkle in his yeah. eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's the, the confidence, um, from then from, for them now comes from, um, knowing that I'm in a, in a better place, but yeah. it was, it was confronting for them. Um, and going back and reflecting on not making that decision, like, best thing I ever did like I can't I can't even begin to fathom the impact that it would have sort of had flowing through my family and yeah yeah it's interesting because I've had those sort of thoughts in the past and I thought it was similar I thought you'd told me a story once and driving down and and I remember when I was when I was younger and stuff is that my big thing was I'm that fucked up that I'm going to hit the trend not die (laughs) and and I'm going to come out of this worse worse for wear affect all these people because they have to look after me for the rest of us. So I'm better off not doing that. Not yep. that the hope was there. It's just like, I'm going to fuck that up as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those sort of things. It's like, well, that's the way my head works. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's like, I remember. Sometimes doing nothing at all is the best option. Yeah. You know, without you know, doubt. You know, without it, doubt. Yeah. That's why I remember sitting out the back of my house once and uh, I thought if I jump in the water, a shark can eat me and then that'd be better. And then I thought, what if I don't? What if a shark <laughs> doesn't eat me? And I just keep floating. And they find me 14 days later out at sea. <laughs> yeah, that's how my head works. The little guppies just, <laughs> just <laughs> nibbling. Just nibbling. Like, be all neat. Just nickel away. Yeah. <laughs> Clean his feet on the <laughs> coast. Hey, there's a guy called Victor Victor Frankie, and he was a Jewish author, and he was in a concentration camp, and he did some research when he came out, and what he determined that was the biggest factor for survival during the concentrate being in the concentration camp was hope. Mm. You, really, you, it was the biggest determining factor of whether or not you'd get through. If you had hope that one day something's going to get better, you were more likely to survive than someone who'd given up. There you go. Yeah, it's amazing. We're going to call this post podcast hope. Hope it seems mm. to be. Yeah. So you've gone part, you're getting bullied at work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go into that or you don't? Yeah, for sure. So So what happened here as an apprentice? It was, um, the first six months was with, a. um, I sort of did six months with a builder and then left him and it was, it was super direct and it was, it was blatantly obvious that that's what was happening and decided that I needed to get out of that environment because it was, um, it was super toxic. And then I went, I went and started with another guy, but it was more, um, or less obvious, I suppose it was more like, uh, messing with me mentally, which, okay. yeah, which it wasn't like yelling and swearing and the typical, but they think it's funny and let's play and all yeah, that Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's obvious. Not when that's, realizing the effect that it's actually having. Day in, day out, chipping away at your sense of self-worth. You're never yep. good enough. You never yep. do the job right. You never remember to bring the right tools, you know, 100%. you're a moron just constantly wearing you down day four after years, day. Yeah. 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 For four it's years. like a prison sentence, really. Yeah. <laughs> And you kind of think, what what do people get from that? Why why is it we'd want to put someone in that position? Why do we want to make someone feel bad? It's just a fascinating thing. It is, and I I have the same sort of questions, and I I don't I haven't come up with any 
brilliant answers as to why why I went through that for four years. Well, you've years. come up with a brilliant solution. You're going to dedicate your life to assisting yep. other people not to feel that way. I think that's quite a beautiful that's thing. pretty yeah. awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you finished your apprenticeship when you were 21 and a half? No, 20? No, uh, 19. So I left school in the grade 10. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was so you were 15 or 18, 16, right? Yeah, 18 or 19 or something okay. when I finished my time, yeah. And then what did you went and did your, your sector accountant and did, yeah, did your building so, business that obviously didn't go that good? But... Uh, then when did you realize the reason I'm here is to help others? Absolutely. So I sort of remember it very, very clearly. I was driving from um, Brisbane. I'd just come down to see a friend of mine back up to Toowoomba. And this was when the business was um, like our friend, mine and my old business partner's friendship was in the ruins. And that was probably the, the building business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was probably the second lowest, well, the second time that I thought, hit what I thought was rock bottom. Um, and what pulled me out of that was, I was watching a video of, um, a guy who then became one of my mentors and it was, this is the situation you're in now isn't forever. And I was like, granted, but what gets me through that? Like what, what's on the other side? And he's like, the concept was that everything is balanced. You may be going through a really, really difficult time at the moment, but there has to be some sort of light at the end of that tunnel. And I remember, I remember thinking about that and I was like, right, well, this is the worst that I think that I've ever been mentally. So let's just go chase that light. And it's been true. And it's been probably more positive than negatives. Um would be hope again, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hope, hope, yeah. hope. <laughs> Feeling it. So that and and that that wasn't to say well, let's have a look at that. Chasing you just said chasing the light. Yeah. So you're chasing your inspiration. So there's a little goal here, there's an intuition, you've got a dream. And now you've decided to commit to it. Well, is that hope? I, that's something more than hope, isn't it? At that time when he's driving in the car, it's not. Okay. Well, and I don't know. Is and, it? I don't know. That's what I'm. I don't, like. I don't know. And at that time, like it wasn't. It wasn't as if the penny dropped then and there, and I was like, I'm going to go and help young businesses and small businesses. It was that was not what that journey looked like at all. It was probably the next eight to twelve months. I was like, right. What is that? Like, what is that hope or what is that light at the end of the tunnel going to be for me? And that was pulling apart my interests and, um, yeah, like what made me feel ultra passionate or what I just really, really love to think about or love to do. Pulled that apart, like reflected over the last. I'm going to call it inspiration. Yeah. I think it's getting getting in touch with your passion and what drives you. And I think that's what young entrepreneurs do. They have a vision. They have a space. They have it. They have an inspiration, and then they've got the, the the balls. I'd say to get in there and commit to it. Absolutely. And that when that when that um, vision that you want to fulfill is big enough, it becomes energizing, and that's the thing that wakes me up every day. Now, is it's like there's someone out there that that needs help, or there's someone out there that I can bring value to. So, you've gone. You're a chippy by trade, mm. right? You've driven back to Toowoomba. You've, you've you've had this sort of thought. Actually, there is something better for me. Yeah. How long was the process to actually then realise what you wanted to do or what that next step was? So that was about six to eight months yeah. of, and because I'm lazy at heart, so it was like I'd have a that. bit of a crack every now and, and then. So we had hope, and then we had a burst of inspiration, <laughs> and now we need to have a rest. Yeah. Really. yeah. And there was a lot of beers involved uh, in that time as yeah. well. Um, no good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it would have been six to eight months before I put my finger on something that I actually really wanted to pursue. And that was 
there was probably another 18 months after that putting in the work and putting in the hours to train myself and to take advice and um and concepts from other people to sort of where we are now probably even longer than that so during that period we were sponge did you just absorb everything (laughs) absolutely in that process you absorb everything so it's good bad ugly whatever Yep. yep so did you also find during that phase you had those big ups and big downs as well. Yeah, 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 of course. And that, that is this sounding very familiar, Brett, is it? Oh, uh, I know yeah, the story. Tell me the story. At what point did you decide I'm going to retire at 30? It might have been around, uh, <laughs> what, 22? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And though, like I'm not chasing the endless dream of happiness. I don't want to be consistently happy. I, I don't think I can't. I can't. I can be consistently happy. Um, all of the time, but I can absorb the situation that I'm in and just realize that it's just a situation and it is also going to pass, but be present to that moment, be present to the shit as much as I am grateful for the happiness, um, and take, take both sides. Balance. Balance. Yep. Balance. Yeah. It's and also Pachara Kriya, which is a yoga strategy of just being present and accepting whatever it is whatever. as it is. Yeah. Okay, and allowing yourself to process that, whether it's good, bad, you don't judge it, you just accept it. And when you start to do that, what you find is that every moment starts to be a little bit of a golden light. Yep. Right here, right now, feeling a bit of a golden light, see? The best day you'll ever have is today, right now. Without yeah. doubt. Yeah. And it takes practice, yeah. absolutely. How, how, how did you practice? How did you, how did you find and hold on to that? It's a good question. So, um Gratitude was massive. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Okay. Have you read The Secret? The Tudes. <laughs> yeah. I started. Yeah. Started. <laughs> finished. I watched Got the to the gratitude part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, and I mean, um, it for me, it couldn't be truer. Like I, um, yeah, I try and notice and be grateful for just the smallest shit because if I can't be grateful for the smallest stuff, then um, when, a, when a situation gets handed to me that I do, like I do deserve to be grateful for, it's going to be harder to be able to practice that. Like I, I literally remember one, one day, these were tears of joy actually, but I remember driving home um, one day from work and it had been a reasonably, reasonably bad day. And I just remember looking at this tree and then I got lost in thought of like universe and <laughs> went down that path. And it actually, the, the gratefulness or the gratitude that I could pull from just being able to look at that tree brought a tear to my eye. And I was like, that's, Really well, nice. It feeling. seems like trees talk to you, but but what he experienced then was a slight little awakening, wasn't it, Brent? I know what? you don't don't like to talk about this stuff, but, oh, but he, 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 he can he connected with a, a greater sense of himself, didn't he? Of I, himself, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It wasn't someone else; it was himself. Well, I mean, that's where it gets really interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Is there is there many cells or is there just one self? I mean, well, let's let's not get too deep too quickly. This is about young entrepreneurs today, okay? He's doing and a pretty good job. And hope and inspiration. But I'm, ke- I'm keen to see where you, you move from there. So how do you move into a how do you move into a plan? How do, how do you take action? What, what, what is the action? How do you get up? What do you how do you plan your day? How does an entrepreneur roll? <laughs> It, and I think it comes back to that vision. It's like having something big enough to fight for, um, that you're you're willing to go through the dirt to sort of try and get. And okay, can you can you give us that vision? What is absolutely? Brett, your Brett, your business coach over here, so he's going to make you clearly <laughs> articulate what that vision is, so it, that we it's, it's grounded. It's, it's quite for me. It's quite simple, and it was a, a 
simple to articulate now, but that journey wasn't a simple journey. It's never to a find simple journey. It. No, not at all. But it's to bring meaning to businesses. So the business that I started was our sole intention was to make money. And that's not a long term. Well, I mean, it is. It's it's necessary for business, but I needed some sort of a bigger meaning, some something to be fighting for. Like I'm not helping anyone if all I'm focused on is is how to make money. I'm helping myself and potentially my immediate Disagree. circle. Really, hundred percent. Holy crap! Yeah, right. Business coach has got his hand right. up. The re- the reason I disagree, I'm from the philosophy right that I want to help one billion people. Yep. I want to make one dollar off every single one of them. Yeah, right. Because what I can do, and the same, this is my whole argument with not for profit versus for profit. Yep. I'd rather be a for profit that cares and that can do stuff. So if I make money, I can spend money on good stuff. Obviously, not boats and things like that. Yeah. But like helping others. Absolutely. If I don't make money, I can't do shit. I can go and help bits and pieces as a person. But from a money point of view, when we talk about money in business, the whole idea about business is making money. What you yeah. do with the money is the important thing. And I'm, I'm going to say I'm somewhere in between. Okay. okay. And is that is that the like is that your driving motivation is to is to make money so that you can impact? Good question. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm 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 obsessed yep. with the fact that if I do this, it'll create this that'll enable me to do that. Yep. He's very, very interested in numbers, yeah, whether, yeah. It, whether it's his golf swing or how much yeah. weight he's lost this week or how many, do- all about the how many dollars have gone into the bank. This is how you measure, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? pretty much. Centimeters. But, but the big thing with that for me is that I've been at the other end. Yeah. I've been at a fact where you've got seven bucks to feed the kids, right? So I know what it's like without money. Yep. I know what it's like with lots of money. And I've been at both ends of the spectrum. I can tell you what, it's a fucking lot better when you're up this end. <laughs> because it enables me to help that person over there or that person over there. Well, but your patterns continued. Whether you had money or didn't have money. Yeah, but yeah. Th- those those tendencies and strategies and, and but from and, a business point of view. Business. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. From uh, we're talking about life, yeah, life yeah. business together. I think they're two concepts that we're we're combining. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. But from strictly from that business point of view. If it means that I can make money to then buy a sandwich for the homeless guy on the thing, which I do quite often because I want to help that bloke. Yeah. And no one's ever sat down with him and had a chat to him. Man, yep. the stories that these guys can tell you. People, oh, he's the weird guy over there. It's like being at school again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got bullied at school. You got bullied there. That homeless bloke gets bullied every single day because he hasn't got the home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I that, do. That's the way that um, I'm just trying to remember what, what, what it's not for profit. It's for purpose. Yep. That's that's what I, I like a, a business that's for purpose as opposed for. So, and, so we can ask what his purpose is. is that where we're that's where I'm going. All right. What's your purpose? Um, is to build beautiful businesses. Is the basis around how I how I do what I do, thing that I do. In- so I feel like this is a coaching program now for young entrepreneurs. So the next question I'd ask, having a little bit of uh, experience in organisational kind of structures, is is well, how, how do you do that? How do you help? A business become beautiful. What, what, what's what's the first thing we need to consider? And it sort of comes back to my vision. It's like I enjoy bringing meaning into that. So, and I also agree with what you're saying because I think fundamentally it's that like we're chasing the same goal. I want to bring meaning to people so that they can live a. I don't want to say happy life, but Why yeah, not? yeah, like sort of something like we, that or more meaningful. We have a mission to create awesome little humans. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, nice. So what awesome means, that's entirely up to you, me, yep. or whoever actually. There. But if we create awesome little humans, they became they become awesome big humans, which then hopefully passes down the fact that they can then create more awesome little humans. Yep. And it continues. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. And I, I would add, though, I, I don't want to bring meaning to other people. I want to assist people to find their own meaning. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And, and I don't want to bring beauty to a business or a person. I actually want to assist them to to learn how to find their own beauty. Because beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. Oh, <laughs> and the yeah. eye of the beholder no. is drinking stone wood right here. <laughs> Cheers out to stone wood, Pacific Ale. If you ever wanted to uh, throw some bucks our way that exactly. we could that we could Sweet feed the homeless with, that's quite all right. Quite all right. So the thing that I about your business, right? Let's talk about your business for a minute. Is you're a 23 year old. We already said you're a good looking bloke. We'll mention that again. You walk into my business. It's full of old people. Yeah. Why the fuck am I going to listen to this young whippersnapper that knows? <laughs> oh, what's he know? Hey, hey, what's a? How do you get around that? Or do you not go there? Do you go to the young business or the young entrepreneurs or? Yeah. What's that sort of tact and how are you going to make so, that work? It's something that I get asked quite frequently. It's like, what's your, what's your niche? Who do you, what's the industry that you focus on? And I don't focus on an industry because that's the problem that I've sort of found is it's like, like you, for instance, if I came to your business, you're going to be like, well, I'm pretty good, mate. Like, what are you going to be able to show me that I haven't already done? So my focus has shifted back to young entrepreneurs, definitely who have um, either failed once before or have an idea that they want to bring to the market. And um, don't but what's your qualification? So, okay, I'm a young entrepreneur. I'm 22 years old and I've, incre- I've this zibble bit that's going to change the world. Yep. Why would I come to you? And, how, and have you created a zibble bit that changes the world? I haven't. No, I've never. I don't even but know what a zibble bit is. I? I just made that up. But, but what I mean though is, I don't what, know, but I want one. Exactly, because <laughs> it's a zibble bit. <laughs> it's because the way you say it. No, but but why would me as a young entrepreneur, twenty-two year old, very long time ago, but twenty-two year old entrepreneur with the zibble bit? Why would I? Um, have you done this? How can you tell me what to do? Do you find that happens? Yeah, it hasn't yet. It will. Like, it potentially will, definitely. Um, and, I mean, what I would say to that is I've been putting in the work over, and it's only been a short period of time, a couple of years, but I've been putting in the work to find out what, what makes a profitable and successful business. So if they are, if it comes a time when they get positioned into me by someone, I would say that there's probably already a reason why that person suggested they talk to me. So there's a reason why I'm then standing in front of you. Right. And the, the conversation that, that, that leads from then would be sense. situational. Right. And I see your passion and I see where you're headed. So what I'd, what I'd require now, what I'd need is, is an, give us an example of your, of your greatest success. What, what, what would you define as your moment where you've really assisted and brought beauty and meaning to an organisation and, like Brett would be very concerned about, got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I, my greatest success would be um, the construction business that we started. It was also the greatest failure. Oh, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I slapped him and he slapped me yeah, exactly. and we, we both walked away and had a beer. That's good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. went from um, zero to zero to 500K within 12 months turnover. At 19. Yeah, which is. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah, like scalability like it's potentially the numbers aren't that big but for the time and the and the place where we were hang on, hang in on, the hang industry on. Wow. 
Nineteen-year-olds making eleven dollars an hour at Macca's. That's a fuck ton of money, brother. Yeah, yeah. So don't put yourself down. Seriously, that's a a massive achievement. Even at forty-five, that's a massive achievement in in twelve months. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah, that's a massive. Don't put that down at all. And what that came back to was um, having the certainty, right? (laughs) And I'll call it certainty, which was the ability to tell our accountant to fuck off because (laughs) because he wasn't on the same brain length as as us or whatever because he Um, knew what he was talking about (laughs) absolutely um but i mean that's that's a a massive um a massive force is having the ability to believe that you can go and achieve something that um that you get told that you won't be able to it's like even even if it's true that you can't have a crack like we over that two-year period when we were running that business we made so many mistakes that I could have compressed out to a 10-year time slot yep. or 20-year time slot. So you've answered my question. So I walked in. Mm-hmm. Before you were a little bit looked at me confused about what you could do to help me. Well, your answer simple. I was 19-year-old. I made half a million dollars in my first year in business. I completely fucked it up. I learned from all those lessons and I've done way more homework on this shit than you have, young entrepreneur. <laughs> That's how I can help you. And they're going to go, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> because you've done it. You've got an example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've made it. I've lost it. I've made it. I've, I've lost, lost it. it. And oh, I figured I'm out, back, baby. Yeah, I'm back and I'm here to help you. 100%. Yeah. Do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to yeah. teach you those lessons that we learned during that period. And the best bit about failing fast is you hit the nail on the head. I did 10 years worth of shit in two. Yeah. <laughs> so for your next 10 years, you don't have to do that because I'm yeah. going to tell you how to. And. I mean, that's only going to cost you $15,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like the, the research and stuff that I've been doing now, whilst it's, um, it's very, very helpful. You can't, you can't, you can't teach that. Like you can, I can't go to you and say, read this book and it's going to give you the, the ability to build a successful business. You do need to have some sort of skin and pain coming from that process, I believe. And whoever learned to ride a bike and never fell off and grazed their knee. Percent. Simple. You like that analogy? That was pretty good. Thank you very much. Uh, so it's I've heard. You know what a book I've heard about about four times since you mentioned it the other week. What? Subtle art of not giving a fuck. Subtle art of not giving a fuck. Best book and, ever. And the bucket of fucks is yeah. just going around. So you've got this plan, you've taken some bark off, you've got some experience. Um, how do you share that? How do you convince someone that, uh, you know, what you're saying is worthwhile? How do you, how do you, how do you hand it over? I mean, this is the art of communication. How do you, how do you help guide someone? Yeah. So like I said before, it's, um, like the, the basis around what I do is to build profitable businesses, increase productivity and increase impact because that's the startup side of that is I believe that's the the foundation is startups want to make an impact and sort of be disruptive in some sense of the form. So, um, yeah, there's a system that I've built, um, that is like enables me to help those businesses. Um, and yeah, it, so you have a model, you yeah. Have, you have a framework, yeah, definitely. Okay. So I've I've got a system that um is basically idea to implementation, and that's compressed into like nine or ten points, very very direct, and it's like go and cram that out in like a ten week period, 
come back and um, and see if that idea is actually something that you can bring to market or not. And so, do you charge me for that pleasure? Absolutely, Good I do. <laughs> absolutely, Good I do. <laughs> and have you got any clients? Yeah, yeah, I do. I got a handful at the moment, mainly small businesses, but um, yeah, yeah, looking looking to push into the startup market because it's I'm naturally sort of like a high energy person, and it's getting higher and higher at the moment. So, um, and the the people that are in that startup um, in that startup scene scene seem to be the same. It's yeah, like, they are, but they also boom very quickly. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah, but it's really. It was a funky crowd at the uh, the, crowd, at the fuck it? up night. Well, yeah. I missed a funky over here, but there was <laughs> there was a number of people. I went, wow, you know, this is a, this is a very groovy space to be. You know, and I love that. I love that creativity. The the message that they're sending with that too, fuck up night, is quietly is it's all right. Like everyone makes mistakes. Mm. Why not talk about them? Why not help someone else learn from them? I think it's an absolutely brilliant principle. Well, it's interesting because I've spoke on stage a lot and that sort of thing. I really enjoy it. Mm. It's one of the things I really enjoy. I don't get nervous. My guts, like, eat the nerves and I'm I'm good. Let's go there and have a (laughs) chat and have a bit of fun. That was the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Really? Yeah, Yeah. it was like at the start I'm, like, pacing. I'm sitting there, I've got a jacket on. I think I'm sweating. I need some water. And then when I got into it, though, I was actually – I was real. I really enjoyed it. I, re- I really got to the point where um, where I, I think I quite enjoyed it. And, yeah. And um, then the, at the end, when we did the sitting on the stools and the the um, what was that thing called? Uh, answering question. Answering question like a Q and A. Yeah. Yeah. So I thrive on Q and I love that stuff. And and <laughs> yeah, I was in my element that, in that space. That's where you thrived. Yeah. 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 yeah because yeah. Um, but I think the other thing, I guess, personally, I think it was the worst thing I've ever done on stage as well, like speaking, because it's um I, I just I was rushing stuff and I was but that was all in my head. I'm sitting there going, "Don't fuck this up, don't fuck." And it's like oh, that's, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like it was really bizarre. <laughs> Run him through the poach. Run him through some coaching here. <laughs> <laughs> Help him to analyse this, eh? Because we're, we're all there. There was a bit of nervous energy. You know? Yeah. You were, you were going very hard, very fast. Had a lot of information. And I think in the middle I slowed down and sort of got a bit more. Started to get a bit of a groove, yeah. We're back there. But then when you hit the seat and you're just talking with the other ladies at the front, you, you really hit your groove. So yeah, was, I so enjoy that. Yeah. So I think I'm used, a bit more used to that. Which is more stuff. more chaotic. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what I like even more because people are asking me and I just tell the truth. And I think the biggest thing about transparency and telling the truth is key, and that's the key. That's the best thing I could ever tell you in business. Hundred percent honesty wins every time. Yeah. So if something shit, that's shit. Business really. and personal too. Yeah, hundred percent. Good. And it's amazing. It, like that was a process that I was running. Is it's like hide from it and lie about it to yourself because if you lie about it, it's not there. Mm. It's there. It's well and truly there, and it just keeps coming back up. No, you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's podcasts, and I. <laughs> I'm hiding from them by putting my hands up to my eyes. But it's like yeah, those three yeah, monkeys, yeah. isn't it? You know, we will see no evil. That, yeah, that one, yeah. Speak no evil. So yeah. my question to you, then, you're on such a high at the moment, and you can see it, mate. You're you, you're buzzing. It's really good. Are you worried that you're going to go back? Are you worried that you're going to go back to this failure and option? Fa- like, are you worried you're going to go back into that deep depression or that 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 black spot? Let's call it black spot for now. Are you worried you're going to go back there? Is that in the back of your head anywhere or are you just like, fuck this, I'm moving forward? So I've put a fair bit of work in um, with a business in Brisbane who's helped me step through that. Um, So I'm not worried at all that I'm going to fall back into those traps and or situations. And I'm surrounded by people at the moment that 
um, if I did, I'd reach out and I'd have one powerful conversation. I love it. And <laughs> what's that? Very good. 22. Yeah. 23, 22, 23. Three. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, 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 I, I know I wasn't. <laughs> Bus, that's what you do for a living is listen. Most of the time. And ask questions. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes I just come here and get the piss taken out of me while I'm up and yeah, but, but that, that, that's my thing. Like it's that's a really really good thing because and one of the things we really like to do on this podcast is talk about shit that other people don't talk about. Mm. Right? Is blokes being don't talk about this stuff and hide it. And mate, the reason I got a fat gut is because I hid it for so long <laughs> that now it's all coming out and it's all falling off me. But yeah. the big thing there is that at your age, I wish I had been able to do what you do. And, yep. and I mean that as a really big compliment is the fact that I really wish I could speak like you do, be honest and open with yourself. And I think it's really important for kids, if any kids listen to this, to be honest, be open. Absolutely. Things get better. Shit happens. It, yeah. Mate, bullying happens all the time. It's a fucking horrible thing. It is. But talk to someone. If you can talk to someone, surely that makes it better. Like the trained psychologist sitting next to me, how many kids do you reckon you get in? I know you deal a lot with kids. But do they, how long does it take them for them to actually sort of break through that and talk about this stuff? Yeah, I think it's often hard to talk to the people you care about. Okay. And so it's, it's hard to share that vulnerability. It's hard to expose yourself and say, listen, I'm, I'm not, uh, not traveling too well at school. I'm not, uh, I'm not getting the marks I want for, I'm not a part of the group I need to be, or my best friend doesn't treat me right. It's these expectations that we all have about, uh, you know, the people we care about. And it's really hard to break through those barriers. And so, and how do you think you start? Like, what's a step that you can take to be able to move closer to that? Like, to be vulnerable with someone? And yeah, well, the first thing is you've got to acknowledge what's going on for you, and then you've got to, uh, you know, uh, kind of accept it, and then you've got to find someone that you can broach that issue with in a very kind of gentle way. You know, you've got to reach out. Mm. You've got to say, maybe you know, maybe I've had a hard time. I'm wondering, Brett, if there's been, been a moment where you've kind of reached out because you've hit a hit a bit of a wall. When I met you. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that was, was probably it, the yeah. biggest one. Now, actually, I'll tell you what, my, me and my wife have got a really good relationship and we've been together for a very, very long time. And I used to hide shit from her all the time, like especially that sort of stuff. And then I, I think it was a few years ago, I got to a point where I just knew shit wasn't right. And that's when we when Feeling a bit of emotion come up. Yeah. You know, talk it, about that. No, but it is. It, it, because I think to me, I really realised, fuck, I could have done this 15 years ago. Mm. Yeah, and if I had done it, it's like those sliding doors moments. Like if I had done that 15 years ago, imagine the shit that we wouldn't have went through. Yep. Like imagine those ups the, and downs. The young, those, the young punters out there mightn't even know that movie. But well, yeah. they probably don't. Yeah, watch it. Sliding <laughs> yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like that, uh, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't think that as a young bloke? Well, no, I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's um, portrayed to be a normal way to think. But I... Um, was driving up to Mount Cutha Lookout with my beautiful girlfriend the other day. Um, we were having a deep conversation. It got super, super heavy and we pulled up there and um, just a like chaotic time at the moment for me and pulled up there and I just looked at her and I was like, I'm really, really fucking lonely and I don't know how I'm doing and just broke down in tears on her shoulder. And it was one of the most freeing things that I've ever done. And it, she said that it was one of the most beautiful things that I've ever done for her. It wasn't for her. It was 100% selfish for me because I needed to, I need to emotionally reset. But she said, seeing that you are human, like it's, there's vulnerability there. 
and that you're willing to show that. She said it was one of the most beautiful things that um, that I've done for her. So congratulations, man. Oh, that's it's awesome. Been, it's been and like even so, even now for those people listening, it makes me feel um, just a little bit. Uh, what would the word be? A little bit un- uneasy talking about it yeah. because it's like, and I'm like only 23, but it's still 23 years of not talking about it. Mm. That is going to take a little while to be able to be okay with. Um, but that, what is it we're not talking about? What, what do you think it is? What is it about vulnerability that frightens, that frightens us so much? Well, it's showing people that you're not, well, perceived to be not strong. I actually don't think that that's true, but I think that's the basis that it's built around is it's like, you can't be vulnerable because, there's like I sort of said before, like these big strong men or even strong females, you show your vulnerabilities and you're showing the people the real you. And what if, what if they don't like what they see? What if they don't like the real you? So there's this fear of rejection. Would you say? Well, yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I find that really interesting because it's so true as well. And like, I remember, so we're from, a, I'm going to say a different era. That makes me sound really, um, really <laughs> old now, but, but from yourself, right. Is the fact that I only saw my old man cry once in his whole life. And that was at his, uh, his mum's funeral. And the, the, it, it's really, really interesting because they didn't cry. Blokes don't cry. Mm. What's that? As you come through my era, we don't cry, but oh, we do a little bit. And there's like a little bit. As we're sort of coming through more and more, things are starting to be, hopefully, starting to be more acceptable. Yep. And, but they're still not. If that, if that makes like, oh, no, that doesn't make sense. But that, like, it's still like walking down the street crying, some fucking big soup. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's still tags. There's still that sort of stuff. 100%. That, um, that, that sort of what other people think. Man, my, I live by the philosophy of if someone thinks, badly of you that's their fault not yours mm, yeah and and if you i think it's i think it's probably a little bit more complicated than we're talking about because i think that we we impose those standards upon ourselves as well you do need to get on up ourselves at, or the people before us well i think we need to get up and get on with it i think sometimes you've got to suck it up sometimes it's appropriate to share sometimes it's appropriate to open up and other times it's six months of hard work where you're not feeling great but you've got to push on through yep. i mean it, it, it's so why it's do you a, have to that well, because I think that's life. Okay? I agree. You know, 100%. You, you, we all just can't lay down every day and go, I'm not feeling good today. I, I can't do what I need to do. I mean, we ha- all have moments like that. Yep. We all hit brick walls. We all stop. We all fall down in the fetal position, but we all have to get back up. And you can reach out and you can use supports and you can ask for assistance and we can be guided and helped. But at the end of the day, we've got to learn to walk and run as well yep. with the full recognition that we're probably going to fall over again. But it's that getting up and falling down that's important. So I think that we impose this on on ourselves. What we need to recognise is where's that point in us that that it's 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 desperately needed that I open up and talk about. It. Where's so that? So what point? are you saying? We don't have to. I'm saying there's sometimes where um, you're better off not to. You you have to find your own resources. It's it's called resilience. You know, there's sometimes where you you take a knock and it hurts and and you're not feeling great, but actually sharing it isn't what needs to happen in that particular and, point in time. And how do you know that that's the right thing to do in that situation? Oh, that's the art, isn't it? When and where <laughs> that, and how? Yeah, is yeah. that just an inner knowing? It's like, well, I've dealt with this before and I've been through it, or I know what this feeling is and I can step through it, or it's like this is like. Well, did you, really did you fucking the bad. other day when you went up on a drive with your girl, did you th- plan that you're going to 
not open up? Not at all. And how, how did you reach the point that actually, wait a minute, I really need to open up now? How, how did that happen? Was it an organic thing or did you think about it or did it just, just flow? It just sort of flowed and I I talked my way. Like the, the initial response was just shut down, like don't show that vulnerability. So there's the pattern. That's what we've been taught. Suck it up. Yep. yep push it down. Yep. Let's move forward. And then? And then it was, what happens if you don't? Like what happens if you talk your way through this? And that's when it like, it really tears really started to flow through that. But for me being able to differentiate that time between and a time where like, I just need to keep on pushing forwards. Like you said, um, yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just, there was a lot going on in, I mean, it just felt right at the time. Like it was just something that I needed to do at that time. And I think that's beautiful. And I think we've got to recognize that in ourselves where that breaking point is or preferably before would have been great if you knew that's where you were headed before you'd actually accumulated so much stuff. Yep. But then there's other times when Brett, you know, sometimes yeah. you're pushing through and you're working 10, 12 hour days and you could stop, but that's not where you can't, it's, it's got to get there. You got to get there. That. Well, you could, you could just curl up. But do you know why I've got an answer to your question? Have you? I have something you've taught me. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that um, I've been taught by Chris is how to meditate, yeah, right? Nice. And what I find now, if I get in that situation, I can sit here, I can close my eyes, take a few big deep breaths, yep, think about nothing, yep, let it all go, try and find the center, which you can never find. Trust me, I've been looking for fucking <laughs> ages, but but. That knife just won't fucking cut itself. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> but but just looking and you sit there and go, okay. Then you not wake back up, but then you come back into the real world. And if it's still an issue, go and fucking talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right. that, that's the thing. So this is about self care, and that's the yeah, that, that's the yoga, that's the jog. We've got all these strategies we employ and we put in place. It's not just one department. It's not just leaning on someone. It's having all these self help strategies that you've got in place that are a part of your system. And eventually, when they've run their course and you've hit the point where actually that's not enough, and I deeply need to express that. That's that moment that you shared with your girlfriend, which is yep. beautiful. Yep. But you can have those other points in place every day, assisting you to find out who you are and how you how you roll. I'll give yep. you another example. I um, had pizza for dinner last night, right? And I what don't kind of pizza, pizza. Jeff? Oh, it was Maradona from uh, Cafe Zero at Churn Park. No free ads, no. but it was. <laughs> oh, mate, this thing's really good. Anyway, so I've had this pizza, and then afterwards I thought, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have eaten that pizza. And it was like, well, it was pizza. It's fine, whatever. But I play golf on a Friday morning. I hit off at 6 o'clock. And I thought, nah, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit off at 7 o'clock and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to box for an hour because that'll get rid of the pizza. <laughs> That's the way my head works. But then what I did, though, is I dealt with something the way I deal with things. 100%. But then I was fine. I feel fine. Ooh. Now I do that sort of stuff. So it's that same sort of thing going to find myself or finding, what do you call them before? Self-help strategies to actually then deal with these things. And yeah, I run a I run a strategy through the week whereas it's like if I if I don't work uh, it's not necessarily hours, it's more results driven, but if I I know that if I get to Friday and I feel as though I haven't put the week the the work in through the week, then when it comes time for me to spend spend time with my partner and play with our puppy and go do what we do on the weekends, it's like I feel guilty that I haven't put the work in. So I know that I just need to put the work in through the week and I take the the couple of days off and, and I feel nice about it. It's like, that's the strategy that I use 
Wow. And it's so you, you've both mentioned guilt. Then I thought your story was a little bit about guilt. Pizza, yeah, for yoga. sure. Mm. You've mentioned guilt. We yeah. kind of take this on, and we almost feel a guilt when we have a need to share with someone. I mean, this is almost a barrier that we can't you know, give someone else our burden, can we? But to finish my story is if I still felt bad about the pizza after this morning, yep. I would have come and talked to him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yep. what the, I'm going to call him the entrepreneur whisperer, right? Because I share everything with Chris. He never fucking answers you. He always asks you more questions, yeah. right? But that, but that's that's a really good thing well, I've I, found in the end. I too am looking for that fucking exactly. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'll then come and talk. It doesn't cut itself, man. <laughs> and I say to my missus, she she actually says to me now, "You need to go and see Chris this week." Why is that, honey? Well, just because you do. It's like, no, no. Well, tell me why. Because if you don't tell me, I won't learn. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't tell me why you think I'm angry when I'm not fucking angry, then why, why is that? And she just, then, then we, we actually have a relationship where she just tells me how it is. That's, yeah. And that's because we've been doing that for a very long time. But the good thing now is she'll say, you need to talk to Chris about that. And it's like, okay, cool. I'll go and talk to Chris about that. And then I come home and I feel better and life's good. But it's not everything because I know how to deal with, like we see yeah. each other probably once a month now yep. in that context, as opposed to in this type of context. But I learn more on this stuff. When, when we're just chatting shit anyway, really. It's like a free therapy session for me. <laughs> that's our barter arrangement. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing to be able to go through with your wife is the, the, the process of feedback with no judgment. It's like that's what's going on for you. Maybe maybe go ask Chris about it or whatever. Like, I don't think so. I think that was beautiful, yeah, the non-judgment. Yeah, Do you feel like so. you you judge yourself still? Or oh, absolutely. Yeah. You do? Okay. Absolutely. I'm super critical. Like I said, that's how I that's how I judge my week is if I've got the results. And if I haven't, then I know I haven't put the work in. How do you, how do you, how do you manage that sense of? Uh... Yeah, it's yeah, a great do, question. What, I try and, try and calm the old inner critic a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's that comes from being honest, I think. And you talk to the inner critic. I mean, or do you just witness it? How how does it play out for you? So I write, and Beautiful. something that oh, yeah. one thing that I've found really really handy is is writing when I'm in that in that time, and it's like that's nothing's going to pull me out of this. Seemingly nothing's going to pull me out of this. Let's just let's just ride this wave and and see what happens. And I write exactly the thoughts that I'm having. Do you share them? As no, not at all, not at all. They're there, yeah, I don't see any uh, any utility in me sharing those particular. What do you mean times. by utility? So, share them with other people. Do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. But what? What do you just said? You don't see any utility. What do you mean by that? So, like, like my, purpose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't see utility that utility is a beautiful word. I think. Yeah. No. I yeah, like any, it. Yeah, I was just any like, point um, to me showing you? Oh, this is this is the story I was telling myself. But it's this is purely a personal journal a, that you kind of go into dialogue with. Yep. Did you use that journal on that weekend before you went up with your girl? Had you written anything in that week? Ah, uh, good question. Well, I can't remember. I write like I try and write every day, so I would have used that journal. But I um, yeah. Not you handwrite or type. Handwrite. Yeah, handwrite. That's, awesome, huh? That's a nice <laughs> process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very and it's so then after I've written uh like written the the shitty thoughts that I have, I go back and I look at them for myself a couple of days later or whenever, like after I pull myself out of that time. And it's actually the thoughts that we have and the story that we tell ourselves I've found can be really dark and like really scary and sometimes not necessarily front of mind, like you're not super aware of 
aware that that's the story that you're telling yourself. Um, so it just helps to helps to try and be kinder to myself. It's amazing, isn't it? The, the research tells us that up to eighty percent of our thinking, possibly more, is completely redundant. Really, really, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just your brain going around in circles. <laughs> I thought that was just yeah. my. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So eighty percent of your thoughts are pointless. Wow, no. that's crazy. Think about how many point, how many times you, you or how many thoughts you have when you clean your teeth. And they're all stupid and they've got yeah. nothing to do with anything and you really should just be clean your teeth. Best comes out when I'm cleaning yeah. my teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm I always get business ideas I when I'm cleaning my teeth. Clean your teeth on the toilet. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Having a pizza yeah. in the shower, yeah. dri- <laughs> driving a car. Exactly. <laughs> you don't stop. You're that bad boy. That's why meditation's been <laughs> so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It once again helped my golf game for eight holes. You gotta rest that little mouse in that turn and wheel, yeah, man. You know, yeah, you gotta switch yeah. it off. Okay. No, that's awesome. And so writing is, is a form of meditation. Yeah. It's a form of well, mindfulness. It is, it's, it? it's a form of reflection and it gets it out. And then it's also beautiful because you can go back and reflect on that other uh, at another time yeah. and to see how incoherent that thinking process is. Yeah. And that's why we share because it's often really helpful to share with someone just to check our thoughts. Hey, Dad, hey, Dad or hey, Mum, this is what's going on for me. This is what I'm thinking. And, and, and most of the time people say, oh, mate, you got to relax. That's probably not all that real. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's uh, it's a beautiful thing that you do. Well done. Yeah, definitely. And it can't like, I find that there's it's like a it's like a whirlpool nearly of thoughts, and it's like the same thought keeps coming back around until you get it down on paper, and then it's the the whirlpool just sort of turns into a still pool. And Does it's, it then flow? So what I mean by oh that? yeah. You should draw a little creek now. And yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got the whirlpool yep, here. Yep. You write it down. And it goes, ah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then does it go trickle, trickle, trickle down here to another? Yep, definitely. That's pretty cool, I isn't think, it? And that is cool. And, and one of the biggest things you can do is actually not judge the whirlpool. Yeah. You're just a leaf and it's going around and you're blocked right now, but it's okay because eventually you're going to come out of the stream again. Well, that's quite funny. One of the guys, because we drive to Brisbane a fair bit and everyone's like, fucking hate driving to Brisbane. There's traffic, there's traffic. And the guy goes, I'm just a leaf in the ocean. You just don't worry about things. You're just cruising up there. You can't judge if you're going to go fast, slow, whatever. Just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Worked for about a day and a half, then I got the shits again. But <laughs> <laughs> Same analogy. Yeah, nice, nice. I like it. I like how you are. Uh, Mate, do you know what? I really, really enjoyed this. I really, really have. Yeah, me because too. I love the fact that I'm going to, I keep saying you're a young bloke with you're way beyond years. You really are. And like, you've actually really excited me and those sort of things. I just love seeing young people having a crack at life. Mm. And I love the fact that you've gone through stuff already, but you're coming out the other side and all I can see is good things for you, brother. I, I, mm. I think seriously, and anything we can do, I'll speak on his behalf, <laughs> anything we can do, more than happy to help you awesome. in, in anything that. we can do because I think the message you're trying to share with, especially with young people, mm. helping them create awesome little humans, mate, it's just, it, it's such a good thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. And the message through the schools, like the message that I want to try and share is that do what you want, like sort of try and remove the judgment of other people and their opinions because you don't know where it comes from. So just I'll tell you, you a little story. I was 19 years old. I was the youngest bank manager in Australia. Yeah, yeah, I was at National Australia Bank. <laughs> That's a different story how I got there. But I went back to my school 
right? And my teacher, my, my head of year always said I was useless, wouldn't make it, all that sort of stuff. And went back to school and uh, I spoke to all the year 12 students. So it was about eight of us got invited back to come back and talk to the year 12 students. And they were all, the, the big thing was about go to university and do this. I stood up and I was 19 at the time. I wasn't a public speaker or anything. I said, I failed this joint. He said I was useless. He said I was useless. I was good at sport though. And I said, I've just been crowned the like youngest bank manager in Australia. I'm 19 years old. I'm doing all right for myself. Has nothing to do with this. Everything you're about to do in all those exams doesn't matter. <laughs> the teachers weren't no, impressed with me at the time because yeah. I was. But the kids at the end, they've come up and they said, "So what? We don't actually have to do this." I said, "Mate, you do. You should. Yeah, that's all good." I said, "But it doesn't mean shit." Yep. And like, for me to know that back then, I was pretty like happy with things. But it, it's really interesting because. School's important. Like people need to learn. Oh, there's skills. People you need, need to learn yeah. differently in the way they're taught, but that's a different story. But well, I think you need to learn how to learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a process. And everyone learns different. Yeah, that's right. You gotta learn how you learn. Yep. And school's yeah. an opportunity to do that. And yeah. but and so school, I'm not saying school's bad, but what I'm saying is everyone learns differently. Mm. And you don't have to be a scholar to achieve things in life. Yeah. You don't have to be um the cool kid. Most of the cool kids are still sitting back where they started. Still pretty so, cool. Yeah. They're, still yeah. cool <laughs> They're cool in the local. Yeah. But but those sort of things. And what I love about the fact that you're doing, I got bullied. Mm. I was there. Yep. A lot of your kids haven't mentioned that to anyone. A lot of your kids realize when you get home, fuck, I've, like I've had the worst day ever, but I've got to put a smile on the same mom. Yeah, it was great. Mm. You don't have to do that. Talk to your parents. Talk to people. Like Talk to people you can trust. Talk to yep. your friends. Yeah. I think and, that's so important. And 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 attitude of gratitude. Find those little things every day that you can actually appreciate. Yeah, yeah, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. And shitty things happen, but there's growth and there's space and there's peace in driving past a tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got to find the beauty as well as be honest with what's going on. You know. And I mean? if you're happy to tell your story, tell your story to kids. Seriously. Yeah. Kids need to know this stuff, I honestly believe. I hear it too. I hear it. Mm, yeah. I think it's awesome. Definitely. Well, the most important part of this podcast, right, is I know I've broke the rules by drinking a different beer and yeah, I'm still, still not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I do apologize, but one week to go. One week yeah, to go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Burley Big Head No Carb Lava, big fan. What's your favorite beer? That's my favorite beer. We've done that one. I'm going to talk about the stone, stone and wood. wood. What's your picture? Uh, so um, what you got to do here, you, it's when you drink it, what picture comes into your head, right? Uh, What's a picture? And then oh, what your nice. score out of 10 so is. So I've, uh, I've uh, just been uh, at Byron Bay. Yeah. Bought myself a new beanie. A new okay. beanie. After I've, after I've been surfing all day, yeah. so I've got the beanie on. And I've just rocked into the pub and I've got a stone and wood. And there's a bit of a live band playing in the background. It's a beautiful afternoon in the sun. Yeah. And uh, there's just that vibe. People are just starting to come in and want to appreciate a beer in the afternoon. And I've got a lovely, punchy little um, taste of um, passion fruit in the back of my throat. I'm feeling very happy. Nice. That was very mm-hmm. good. What's the score out of 10? I'm, I'm partial to stone and wood, so I'm going to give it uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Nice. And nice. what about yourself, buddy? Well, I don't know that my story is going to be as descriptive <laughs> as yours. <laughs> that was brilliant. I have a, I've got a picture of uh, sitting on a nice little picnic blanket, 
sort of autumn time. There's some of those orange leaves oh, sitting yeah. around. Come on, come on, yeah, nice. Comes, maybe a nice I'm little che- cheese platter. I think oh, we're in Toowoomba yeah, in one of those yeah, nice yeah, big gardens. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm picturing it. You're like, yeah. are you laying with your head on your lady's lap? Because I'm right there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just about to have a swig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's stroking <laughs> your beautiful hair. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's working. It's a good day with the beautiful stone and wood. <laughs> and what's your, what's your score out of 10? Uh, I'd give it an 8. Yeah. Well done, buddy, mate. Thanks very much for coming no, on. It's been you. an absolute delight. And, mm. uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing, uh, you know, when you're on uh, some magazine 10 years from now. <laughs> so I knew that guy once. Do you know what? Just putting it out there, I've got a sticker on on my table and stuff. How much does he look like this bloke? Hey, the guy out of Breaking Bad, the young bloke. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had that? Is it point Jesse? Jesse, yeah. yeah, Jesse yeah, yeah, from yeah. Breaking Bad. And not that we support that, but he was a go-getter. <laughs> he was so, a go-getter. And he, he did good at he school. He was an entrepreneur. <laughs> he took action. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for coming awesome. to us, buddy. Thank you, guys. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Peace, Peace man. Man.